0: Hello to everyone. I'm Gloria Lepic, Corrigan and I'd like to welcome you back to the Your Accessible Life Podcast, a podcast platform designed to provide practical support for living well with a disability, less ability, or physical challenge. In a number of past episodes, we've talked about traveling, planning accessible travel, understanding what we can expect from airlines, hotels, and public transit, how accessibility varies by different cities and countries and so on. Today, I'd like to talk about planning what we need to bring with us as we plan travel. And I'm calling this episode, Juggling Wheelchairs. This issue became very clear to my family as we planned a recent trip to the Northeast US. This trip would involve visiting many friends and family members, and it would involve airports, airlines, rental vehicles, hotels, restaurants, and private homes. Plus, in addition to my own disability, on this trip we had to factor in that my husband was recovering from recent back surgery, so our usual solutions would not work. Could we take my portable wheelchair? Well, that would be too much of a challenge for him with all that lifting involved. Well, what about taking just my manual chair? Well, that would be much more of a challenge for me, having to roll myself and to potentially irritate my rotator cuff injury. What about renting a wheelchair van? Well, that would be very expensive. Plus, on this particular trip, we had plans to visit several different friends in homes that were not perfectly accessible. So what to do? I felt like we were juggling different devices, each of which had their own pluses and minuses. And at home, we can often collect a combination of devices that serve different purposes at different times. But how does that work when we're traveling? This inherent complexity can be part of the reason why many people choose to stop traveling. They start reconsidering the value of travel against the growing difficulties and costs. But when we're weighing the value of seeing friends and family again, we're also needing to consider the possibility of it becoming more difficult the older we get, the longer we wait. We often ask ourselves in our household, well, if not now, then when? So last month, we chose to take our trip anyway. It was difficult, but it was well worth it. So how did we choose which devices to take? Well, in the end, we took two chairs and a lot of small bills to pay tips. We made many phone calls in advance to confirm available resources, and we asked for help when it was needed. Let's take it step by step. Getting to the airport. Well, we always use an airport shuttle service to go to and from home to the airport. Super Shuttle has always been very helpful and reliable in providing a wheelchair accessible van and a driver to handle our suitcases and devices. And as we weigh the cost of long-term parking and the challenges of handling our own bags and devices, there really is no comparison for the better option. At the airport? Well, each airline and each airport is different. And the key point here is that you have to be as flexible as possible And still always ask for the help that you need. When we got to the airport on this trip we found that the low-cost airline that we used Frontier does not have skycaps available at curbside. Fortunately our shuttle driver did not leave us stranded and was kind enough to help us into the building to the check-in and by the way he got the extra tip that a skycap would have gotten instead. We always gate check my power chair so that I can use it during the time that we're at the airport and so that no one has to be free to push me around. But on this trip, we also had the manual chair, and we chose to gate-check that as well. By keeping it with us until we boarded the flight, my husband was able to use it as a walking aid and as an available seat to rest his challenged back. We have also found that gate checking devices seems to reduce some of the risk of damage. Getting through TSA. Well, again, this configuration can be unique to each trip. Because I'm fully wheelchair dependent and cannot walk through a scanner, I always need a manual check and a pat down. The gender specific TSA agents have always been very respectful and helpful to me in this process. My chair gets wiped down, I get checked and tested for explosive residue. On this trip, my husband was able to walk through the scanner, but the manual chair also had to get a manual check and a wipe down. Oh, I almost forgot that there's yet one other type of chair that had to be juggled here the aisle chair that they use to get me onto the plane and into my seat even though i don't have to bring that one with me making sure that it is designated on my record is very important the airlines are required to have the equipment to safely move you into and around the plane but we need to help them and ourselves by making sure that they know our needs in advance on arrival, we received both of our chairs at the gate and then headed to baggage claim for our suitcases. At one airport, there were skycaps available there to help us on our next step. At the other, there, we had to struggle through on our own. Rental cars. In many airports, the access to rental cars involved taking a bus to a more remote location. Fortunately, many of these buses are now wheelchair accessible. We were able to board the Hertz bus and our driver was very helpful in loading our gear and then unloading it again at the lot. And because we requested it a person helped to load everything into the car that we were assigned and the same thing happened on our return. Hotel check-in. The Marriott Spring Hill Suites property where we stayed had told us in advance that there would be someone available to help in unloading and then later reloading us. They were wonderful, and getting to our room was very smooth. Ironically, with all of the other planning we did, the one thing we forgot was to bring my handicapped parking placard. So on this trip, we had to work harder to find spaces that were close enough to doors and wide enough for access with my manual wheelchair. We will not forget that placard on our next trip. Now by having two chair types with us, we were able to rent a regular car and visit private homes where we could use the manual chair, but still move around easily at the airports and in the hotel by using my power chair. And by asking for help and paying tips, we were able to protect my husband caregivers back. While it's true that we would all like to travel light, age, disabilities, less abilities, and injuries make it harder and harder for us to do that. We were so grateful that the combination of being honest with ourselves about our abilities, careful planning, and asking for help all made our travels possible and reasonably comfortable. Who knew that we would be so good at juggling wheelchairs? Thank you so much for joining us on this accessible journey. If you have any questions from this or earlier episodes of this podcast, please drop us a note at info at your Please join us again for future podcasts for even more information and practical inspiration. We welcome your comments and questions and ask you to subscribe and share our episodes, wishing you a wonderful barrier free week filled with great adventures. Thank you.